Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Today on The Charlie Kirk Show, we break down what has been a historic couple days of President Trump winning and the Democrats doing what they do best, not winning. We go through everything from James Carville to Chris Matthews to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez continually being clueless. Email us your questions. We have an Ask Me Anything episode coming up. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Two quick things. You guys want to pre-order my book? It would really help me get on the New York Times bestseller list. Type in MAGA Doctrine and pre-order MAGA Doctrine today. M-A-G-A Doctrine. The only ideas that will win the future. And please check out right now the Charlie Kirk Show on your podcast app. Type in Charlie Kirk Show. Press subscribe. Leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Charlie Kirk Show. Five stars. Leave us a review. We got a great show in store, everyone. We are going to go after AOC in a way that you will really enjoy. So buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Charlie Kirk Show. On an unusual Monday morning, we are posting. uh, We wanted to be first to market, honestly. This week is a very, very big week. We have uh, the Marxist uh, primary in New Hampshire coming up tomorrow, and we are going to be doing some reaction to that uh, throughout the week as those results come in. But as I was kind of looking back in the last few days of news, it was just hard to be able to distill it all together without getting an episode about just what's been happening in our country. Uh, over the weekend on Friday night, which is such a bizarre time to have a debate, by the way, is on a Friday evening. I, I mean, they must be really trying to win over the people that spend Friday evenings at home market. Uh, again, it was just really, really weird to me, especially in a time when there's not a lot of sports competition, why they wouldn't do it on a, on a weeknight or why they wouldn't do it on a Sunday night. But we're going to talk a little bit about the Democrat primary in New Hampshire that's upcoming. Uh, just in a few hours, they're going to start voting in New Hampshire and, of course, the Democrat debate that just happened. And last week was a truly historic week for a variety of different reasons. President Trump gave an unbelievable State of the Union address, which we did an episode on. Please go back and listen to our analysis of that. Iowa results have finally come in. Iowa, we finally have some idea who sort of won and who sort of didn't win. That was a total catastrophe. The president of the United States was acquitted forever. And there's some huge economic news that Honestly, a lot of the media did not report on. So we're going to distill all of that together and explain it to you. But first, are you guys looking for a way to get more skills? to maybe uh, get to a job profession that you don't know a lot about, well, I'm going to introduce to you Ashford University. It's convenient and flexible. Uh, Online bachelor is a master's degree program that allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. 
Now, not everyone needs to go to college to succeed, but those of you that want to go to college, you can do the one course at a time, Ashford University's six-week-long courses, which allow you to take one course at a time. I know a lot of people that have gone back to school while they're working, and it really benefits them when they're able to get a job that is relevant to what they actually have studied, and Ashford University specializes in this. There's no standardized test required. That's the SAT, GRE, GMAT, and other standardized test scores are not required for enrolling at Ashford University. Ashford University is fully accredited by WASC Senior College and University Commission. Get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash kirk. That's ashford.edu slash kirk to start your degree today. Ashford.edu slash kirk. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes... And deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. So, as I mentioned, there was some huge economic news this last week. While the prognosticators and the intelligentsia and the ruling class, the wise men of Washington and the kingdom of Washington, D.C., said, oh, we're going to enter recession. President Trump is going to crash the stock market. An unexpectedly strong jobs report came out of 225,000 jobs created in January. It's incredible. I mean, this was far beyond the projections of economists. Uh, the unemployment rate ticked a little bit higher as the labor force participation rate rose by by 0.2% to 63.4. By the way, that's a good thing. That means people are getting back into the job market. So you're actually you're seeing real economic results. You're seeing America go through an economic renaissance and revival. But the one thing that I've really focused on is that you actually have the sage wisdom of Democrats of old raising red flags, pulling fire alarms as they see what's happening in front of them. And now I'm talking about two guys that have been on, on TV thousands of hours the last 30 and 40 years. I'm talking about two guys that I consider to be rather obnoxious, but they're by no means Marxists. These guys are not Marxists at all, and actually they're pretty wise and they're pretty smart. Have you guys ever heard of the phrase, it's the economy stupid? You ever heard that phrase? As I just talked about the economic results. Well, you know who came up with the phrase, it's the economy stupid? A smooth-talking LSU fan, you got that, LSU fan, who honestly cannot get on television without wearing an LSU hat or an LSU jacket in the last couple months, James Carville. Now, James Carville is a Democrat, but he's an old-school Southern Democrat. He's a strategist. He likes to win. He famously says, Democrats are not going to do anything if we're not a majoritarian party. He's kind of a He's kind of a blue dog Democrat. He understands part of the country is going to, yes, cling to their guns, God, and religion. And he's always said there's nothing wrong with that. He famously told Bill Clinton to build consensus with Newt Gingrich during impeachment. He said to focus on other issues. He's, he's not dumb. I disagree with him on a lot of policy, but he's not a Marxist. I want to be that perfectly clear. James Carville said something so important describing the left's new stance on issues. This party needs to, to wake up and, and make sure that we talk about things that are relevant to people. We need to go back to 2018, where we had good, diverse, strong candidates that had real connections to the community and talked about real things. We don't need to become the British Labor Party. That's not, that's not, that's a bad thing. 
So there's James Carville, who, by the way, is married to a Republican. Mary Jo Madeline is an American political consultant who's well known for her work with the Republican Party. Uh, she was a campaign director for George H.W. Bush. Look, James Carville, he's fun. You put him on TV, he's going to get ratings. He thinks good on his feet. But he's being driven out by the Marxist wing of the Democrat Party. And he doesn't understand what's happening in front of him. And so the other guy is a guy that I just find to be so... I, I don't watch his show very often. I'm not going to promote his podcast. I'm not promoting his podcast right now. However, his podcast is currently beating the Charlie Kirk show. And yes, I have actually listened to his podcast and it's quite entertaining. I'm not promoting his podcast. So if you're worried that a Democrat is beating our show, you should right now make sure you give our show a five star review and leave us a good rating. But Chris Matthews, this guy has a nightly show on MSNBC. He plays far too liberal of a character on his show than he actually is just for ratings. But when he's kind of just prognosticating, when he's just kind of conjecturing out there, he's actually an old school JFK style Democrat. He's much more of a center left Democrat of your father's and your grandfather's Democrat. Here you have James Carville and you have Chris Matthews, both Signing the alarm, they're ringing the bell, they're saying, defeat is coming, defeat is coming. They are the Democrats' Paul Revere. They are trying to warn people that a landslide is about to come. So Chris Matthews has one of the most amazing segments on TV that I've seen in a long time. It's captivating when he talks about Bernie Sanders and he kind of asks the media why they're not asking very basic questions of Bernie Sanders. And we'll play the sound in a second, but he basically asked, he said, why isn't anyone asked Bernie Sanders about Fidel Castro? What does he think of Fidel Castro? And Chris Matthews even admits that he was for Fidel Castro until he started to see that he started to kill everybody in Cuba. He even says that socialism, quote, doesn't freaking work. I mean, this is a guy that's a Democrat. And again, Chris Matthews, and I've actually spent some private time with him, uh, with some other people that uh, you know, have supported Turning Point USA, and this was all off the record type stuff. And look, I don't agree with him on much, but he's fun. He's entertaining. He's gregarious. He's magnanimous. He's someone that lights up a whole room because he's going to say something that kind of is off the wall. And the first person that mentioned 1972 George McGovern Landside was Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews has been talking about this for some time. Van Jones has also given similar warnings. So let's play right now the Chris Matthews sound. And I'm going to dive into this because I think this is one of the most important leading indicators of where the Democrat primary is. Because in this sound, you hear fellow MSNBC ruling class host Chris Hayes try to defend the Marxist Bernie Sanders play tape. I don't know who Bernie Bernie supports over these years. I don't know what he means by social. One week it's Denmark. We're going to be like Denmark. Okay, that's harmless. That's, a, that's basically a capitalist country with a lot of good social welfare programs. Denmark is harmless. It's pretty clearly in the Denmark is category. He? Yeah. Are you sure? How do you know? Did he tell you that? Well, I mean, that's what he says, and that's what his agenda calls for, right? Yeah, yeah. He's not uh, calling yeah. for well, any. Let's I mean, see. Let's see. Let's figure that one out. A, well, we haven't seen a, a campaign yet where video of him praising the other version right. of Castro and, and has been used. Well, but that's it a, will be used. That's a question of how, how that plays. of how tangible, what, what the effect that has. In well, what does he think of Castro? That's What's a great that? question. What did you think of Fidel Ismo? We all thought he was great when he first, I think, cheering like mad okay. for him I'm when he first wait. went in. And hold then he became a communist and started shooting okay. every one of his enemies. Okay, hold, so, hold, hold, hold those thoughts on the Cuban revolution. I've seen what socialism is like. I don't like it. Okay, it's not only not free, it doesn't freaking work. In this sound, you hear Chris Matthews really challenge Bernie Sanders and kind of mock him when he says, oh, we want Denmark. 
And he kind of almost fakes his accent too. But then you hear Chris Hayes intercede almost defending Bernie Sanders. Well, Chris Hayes is about 20 or 30 years younger than Chris Matthews. So here you see the intergenerational collision happening in the Democrat Party. This is why President Trump won. You have Chris Matthews-style Democrats all across the country in Ohio, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. And do you know what they call themselves now? Trump supporters. The Democrat Party left them. And what's the Democrat Party's solution to all this? Their solution is going ring around a rosy Kassam Soleimani should still be alive. I mean, what? They literally Pete Boot Edge Edge, the failed South Bend mayor, which, by the way, I'm going to play Joe Biden's advertisement. Joe Biden had the best political advertisement I've seen of this entire cycle. Mike Bloomberg should go hire Joe Biden's political consultants because whoever made this advertisement, phenomenal. We're going to play that in just a second. I kid you not. It's terrific. But in the Democrat debate, they go around and Pete Buttigieg says, I think Kasim Soleimani should still be alive. That, is that what he said, basically? I mean, they asked him, would you have killed Kasim Soleimani? So basically, Pete Buttigieg wants more terrorists on, on Earth. That's the way we should brand it. Pete Buttigieg is pro-terrorist. He is. He wants more terrorists. Kasim Soleimani was listed as a terrorist, according to the Central Intelligence Agency and the Department of Defense. It's the same as Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. And I'm going to make another point just around that in just one second. But first... I know you guys are bummed. Football is over. Super Bowl happened. Uh, 49ers lost. Chiefs won. They deserved it. They played better. And uh, it was tough to see the 49ers lose. But there's some huge action out there right now. College basketball, NBA basketball, all brought to you by our friends from Bet Online. Great website. Very easy to use. So the drive for March has begun. Great college basketball games coming up. Florida State at Duke. Baylor at Texas. Michigan State at Illinois. Kansas at West Virginia. Now, there's a lot of things I don't like. I don't know what it is. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just can't stand people's love for Duke basketball. I mean, they're, it's, like, it's like the New York Yankees. People in the middle of nowhere, I'll be in rural Montana, and these very opinionated individuals at a bar will be wearing a Duke basketball sweater. And I go, I just, I'm curious. I say, what's your affiliation to Duke? Oh, nothing. I've never been there. I've never been to the state of North Carolina. I just love Duke. I don't understand it. But uh, if you guys might like Duke, then you should bet on it. Uh, Kansas at West Virginia, as I mentioned. Uh, Maryland at Michigan State. Virginia at North Carolina. Remember, this is all brought to you by Bet Online. They do a great job. And if you use that promo code PODCAST1, you get a 50% sign-up bonus. I've done it. You guys should do it, too. It's very easy to use. Uh, Brooklyn at Indiana Pacers are some NBA action. Not exactly the most exciting time to be in an NBA, uh, but I will be going to an NBA game this week. I won't tell you which one, but I am going to an NBA game. They have the NBA All-Star game, which you could not pay me to watch the NBA All-Star game. But uh, if that floats your boat, then... uh, Okay. So anyway, go to betonline.ag. Don't forget that promo code podcast one for your 50% sign up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. And as I mentioned, Qasem Soleimani, who's now dead thanks to the decisive action of President Trump, and I just read a couple articles. It was either Wall Street Journal or it was New York Times, but it showed that Iran is still reeling. They have a leadership crisis. The evil Iranians have not been able to recover 
from their terrorist Iranian Revolutionary Guard since we have killed Qasem Soleimani. Well, Pete Buttigieg was still president, or as President Trump calls him, Alfred E. Newman. If you don't know who Alfred E. Newman is, Google it. You'll figure it out really quick. Um, They still would have this terrorist be alive. Joe Biden designed the deal to send billions of dollars to the evil Iranians. And Joe Biden would still have that person be alive. But I do want to mention this advertisement. I laughed out loud. I think it was so perfect and so brilliantly well done. So his campaign wrote this unbelievable ad. I'm going, to, I'm going to play you the whole ad in just a second. Because this is the way that you have to attack Pete Buttigieg. Is that instead of attacking him outright, you have to satirize him. Because his entire existence, as the great Tucker Carlson has said, the guy has been running for president since seventh grade. I mean, the guy, I, I think, has been like designing his State of the Union acceptance speech in his second year since eighth grade. Everything is so scripted. Everything is so boilerplate. Everything is so overconsulted. And he hasn't done anything. He's done nothing in his entire life. He is so unbelievably unqualified to become president of the United States. It's incredible. If a Republican was running for the presidency with the same track record or lack of track record as Pete Boot Edge Edge, they would not allow him to be a competitive candidate. So let's play Joe Biden's advertisement where basically <laughs> he goes through. While Joe Biden was fighting the NRA, Pete Buttigieg was going out there and trying to improve sidewalk conditions in South Bend. Anyway, let's play part of the ad. It's pretty long. Let's play part of the ad. Barack Obama called Joe Biden best vice president America's ever had. But Pete Buttigieg doesn't think much of the vice president's record. Let's compare. When President Obama called on him, Joe Biden helped lead the passage of the Affordable Care Act, which gave health care to 20 million people. And when parkgoers called on Pete Buttigieg, he installed decorative lights under bridges, giving citizens of South Bend colorfully illuminated rivers. Both Vice President Biden and former Mayor Pete have helped shape our economy. Joe Biden helped save the auto industry, which revitalized the economy of the Midwest and led the passage and implementation of the Recovery Act, saving our economy from a depression. Pete Buttigieg revitalized the sidewalks of downtown South Bend by laying out decorative brick. This is the guy who now effectively has won Iowa. So look, here's the state of the Democrat Party right now. You got Joe Biden, who doesn't know what state he's in. You got Bernie Sanders, who's a Marxist, who's a pro-Castro, pro-Soviet Union Marxist, who, by the way, is being treated so kindly and so lightly by the mainstream press. It's beyond dishonest. And then you have Mike Bloomberg, who should not be discounted. Mike, Blo- Mike Bloomberg is going to outlast a lot of people because he's planning to spend a billion, if not $2 billion. The Democrats still can't count their votes correctly in Iowa. They're being told they have to re-canvass. It is, it is really what I've called it for a long time, a Marxist circus. It's a Marxist circus, folks, happening in real time. And I'll tell you, there you have these, these wise Democrats who have won elections before, okay? I mean, Bernie Sanders has never won the presidency. James Carville has. Chris Matthews has been around campaigns that have been successful for Democrats to win the presidency. And I actually have a working theory, and I'm going to get to it once I kind of break all this down, that... The country is far less liberal than I ever realized and than a lot of us ever realized. There was just a flash-in-the-pan moment and candidate that actually made it seem as if the country is far more liberal than we thought, and that was Barack Obama. I actually think we're a center-right country. I think Barack Obama knows we're a center-right country. He actually ran as a center-right candidate who never bashed America, who was for traditional marriage, who said bad teachers should be fired, who said you have to work hard and play by the rules to succeed. Obviously, his Marxist colors became more clear the more in his presidency we saw. He was a unicorn. We are a center-right country. 
We are a country where the people that actually show up and vote, not the sentiment of the country, but the likely voters, the people that show up, we are a country that believes in hard work, that does not believe in victimhood, which by the way, if you go into poor neighborhoods in this country, that's right, I'm about to get fired up. If you go into poor neighborhoods in this country and you go talk to immigrants, people that have come legally into America, people that have come and waited in line and you ask them the statement, do you think you can pull yourself up by the bootstraps, which is a metaphor, Okay, I want you to imagine someone pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, not literally, but figuratively pulling themselves up by the bootstraps. You know what they'll say? Yes. Two words. Ursula Burns. You know who that is? Ursula Burns is the CEO of Xerox. I got two words continually for you. Clarence Thomas. Ursula Burns. Jeff Bezos. I could go name after name after name. Elon Musk. Every single one of these people grew up with basically nothing. Did you know that Jeff Bezos' mother almost had an abortion? Did you know that? That Jeff Bezos' mother almost had an abortion. That Amazon would not exist. That this trillion-dollar company would not exist. Ursula Burns, who is the CEO of Xerox, grew up in absolute poverty. Clarence Thomas grew up basically in the antebellum South. Racism. Entrenched. We never talk about Clarence Thomas as a country, and we don't talk about him enough as in the conservative movement. Clarence Thomas is a hero. Clarence Thomas is a visionary. Clarence Thomas has courage. He has clarity of his convictions. There's a new movie about Clarence Thomas coming out. I highly recommend it. I don't remember the name of it, but Clarence Thomas is a hero, and he gets treated like garbage by the mainstream press. Now, why am I talking about pulling yourself up by the bootstraps? Well, because the philosopher king of the Democrat Party, the, the head of the intelligentsia, from the Bronx. No sarcasm. She's brilliant. She's amazing. You know why she's amazing? She has the capacity to confound even clueless people. She confuses people that have never been confused before. Uh, It's a magic trick. It's like Houdini. She's able to do things that, I mean, people that have never been confused about anything, look at her and that are liberals, by the way, and they say, oh my goodness, play tape of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who You can fill in whatever descriptive words you want to about her. I will not use those words on the Charlie Kirk Show. We are a family-friendly Christian show here, and we will not use those words here. Okay? Ms. Hutchinson, I also want to thank you about bringing up the poverty draft and this idea of a bootstrap. You know, this idea and this metaphor of a bootstrap started off as a joke because it's a physical impossibility to lift yourself up by a bootstrap, by your shoelaces. It's physically impossible The whole thing is a joke. There she is at a congressional hearing. And by the way, she had another beautiful tweet out there. She said that, did you know that Amazon and GE did not pay as much in taxes as undocumented immigrants paid? Well, first of all, she's never heard of a FICA tax, okay? Do you know what a FICA tax is? It's called a social security tax. So what is Amazon's total payroll? What is GE's total payroll? If you want to use Facebook or some other corporate example, they don't pay income tax. I don't agree with that, by the way. I actually think that we should, they should pay some form of income tax. I have agreement on that. But if you actually know what FICA is, whatever, find out what their whole payroll is and take 8% of their whole payroll every year, okay? Every business owner out there knows that regardless of your income tax burden, you got to pay FICA tax. You know what else they pay? They pay property tax. You know those massive Amazon fulfillment centers that you drive by in whether it be Queen Creek, Arizona? where I don't even know if there is one, but I bet there is because it got nothing but land in Queen Creek, Arizona. Or Mill, I know there's one in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin, okay? I know there's one near Cincinnati. I've driven by them. You can, you can listen to an entire episode of the Charlie Kirk Show when you drive by these things, okay? It takes a half hour 
to complete it. You're like, wow, that's a really big building. It's still a really big building, okay? You know what happens when you buy land, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? You know what happens when you buy property? You pay property tax. Do you know what happens when you pay property tax? Schools get funded, okay? So Amazon has to pay property tax. They also pay state income tax. Now, she might say, well, they get all that money and TIF money. In certain areas, yes. But what about the Amazon bookstore that I just walked by in North Scottsdale, okay? They're paying taxes somewhere, okay? When you have a trillion-dollar enterprise, it is impossible to avoid taxes. Do you know where else you pay taxes? When you buy product. We don't have a VAT tax in America. We don't. We don't have a VAT tax. So when you buy product, you're bought, you're, you're, you have to pay a sales tax. We do not have a VAT tax, which means you do not pass the tax on through the next. You can't pass it on to the end consumer. So the way it works in Europe, which maybe this is how she thinks it works in America, because I'm not sure if civics is her strong suit. Maybe it is her strong suit. She's still trying to figure out how many branches of government there are. She thinks that the unemployment goes down, rate goes down because people have two jobs. Not going to make the compelling argument that it's because that civics is her number one course. However, in Europe, the way it works, when you have a VAT tax, a value-added tax, the business does not pay money when they buy product. So for example, restaurant in downtown Paris, they'll buy a bunch of meat. They don't pay, they don't pay sales tax on the meat. The only person that pays the sales tax is the end user consumer. They pass it through. Not the way it works in America. Everybody pays sales tax every part of the transaction. For example, if you have a film company and you buy a bunch of cameras, you have to pay sales tax on that. If you have a restaurant and you buy a bunch of vegetables or you buy a bunch of salad, whatever you might do, but salad dressing, whatever you're paying sales tax. So if you have a trillion dollar enterprise like Amazon, which you know what Amazon also owns? Whole Foods. Okay. Whole Foods. Do you think Whole Foods pays anything in tax? I mean, do you think Whole Foods has to pay anything in sales tax? What she is saying is so extraordinarily dishonest that it's a danger to our Republic. And so, but by the way, let's just pretend what she said was true. Let's pretend, let's just talk about income tax. Okay. Which by the way, Illegals don't pay income tax unless they're stealing social security numbers, okay? They literally don't pay income tax. That's the whole part about being illegal is you're not supposed to be here. So there she says in her tweet, she says, undocumented immigrants pay more U.S. taxes than Amazon or Facebook do. Oh, I'm sorry. So she doesn't even say income tax. She says U.S. taxes. So she has a trillion dollar company and a $750 billion company, and she thinks they pay no taxes at all. State, local, sales, nothing. She's so, so mistaken. It's rather incredible, including FICA tax when you employ people. But guess what? Do you know where illegal immigrants should pay taxes? In their home country. Illegals should be paying taxes where they're actually a citizen of. You know, it's really interesting. I've always wondered this, and I've never gotten a good answer. When someone leaves Nicaragua illegally, when someone leaves Guatemala illegally, do they notify their government? Or do they like, is there like a missing persons order for them? I'm not kidding. No, so when they leave Nicaragua or they leave Mexico, I mean, isn't there a kind of like a question like where this person went? Like, do they send the police after them? Does their equivalent of the IRS worry that the revenue has now been lost, that this person is no longer there? What do you think the back tax burden is for that person in Guatemala City when they're no longer there? No sarcasm at all, by the way. When they leave their country, They're a coward for abdicating their citizen right of the country that raised them. So I'm so sick and tired of hearing that the illegals in our country are somehow doing this out of act of bravery. No, they're fleeing their responsibility to improve their own country. Like, of course, it's easier to go to the wealthier country. Of course it is. Like, It would be a lot easier for some people in America to go to Switzerland. If you could get into Switzerland, like, good luck. They have the strictest immigration laws in the entire country. 
and they're the strictest immigration laws in the entire world. But the point is, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, that these people probably owe a fair amount of taxes in the countries that they flee. They probably, they probably have some sort of authority, they have some sort of responsibility that they have abdicated when they came into our country illegally. So of course these countries don't care because they get a huge amount in remittances. So you have Nicaraguan A who gets into America, gets a job in all cash, and then goes to a dollar general and sends that money back to Nicaragua in the form of U.S. dollars, which is a much stronger currency. So these countries love it. They get rid of the worst aspects of their society. And guess what? I'm going to say something politically incorrect. Not every single person that has entered the country illegally in the last 20 years is a model citizen, okay? There are rapists, there are murderers, there are really bad people that have entered our country. And I have gone to the families that have lost loved ones at the hands of illegal immigrants. Of course, there's some nice people that enter, okay? Absolutely. But there's some real savages that have come into our country. I'm talking about machete-style murderers that have entered America. And people have said, to kind of finish my point, well, Charlie, that's not the Christian thing to believe in. Well, look, first and foremost, individually, we are called to be loving and accepting of all people. Absolutely. But when you design a civil government and you have restraints on resources, there have to be limitations on all things. And it does a disservice to your own citizens that are already presently here to have unlimited porous borders where anything can come in at any, any time whatsoever. Not to mention the idea of legal citizenship and counted citizenship is a biblical value. You look at ancient Israel. They had walls. They had census. They had control over the citizens that came into their country and into their civilization. And you must always be, as a Christian, we are called to be compassionate and loving, and we are called to be long-suffering of all individuals across the world. But guess what? I actually worry about Nicaragua and Guatemala becoming worse countries because they continually have outward migrations out of the country. Now, the ruling class loves it because of the remittances, but the middle class in Nicaragua and the lower class in Guatemala and El Salvador, they are harmed by the amount of illegal immigration out of their country going to America. It has not made their country wealthier. It has not made those countries safer. In fact, they become more and more dangerous throughout the years. Everybody, everybody gets, gets hurt by this. And that's in no way, if you want to make the argument for better, healthier, more cohesive countries, which is a Christian ethic, no one has been benefited by illegal immigration. No one is benefited when that happens at all whatsoever. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had two gems in one week as I just kind of dissected it. But look, the Democrat Party has gone so far out of the mainstream. It goes back to kind of tie it all together. And I know I spent some time, you know, kind of going after AOC. It's hard not to, especially because of the following that she has, the millions of followers that she has. But it's AOC that has James Carville and Chris Matthews worried. So right now there is a battle between artificial astroturf candidate and Marxist happening in New Hampshire. You got Pete Buttigieg, who looks at a central casting to just try to be, oh, this will win us white, white working class voters back in the Midwest. Let's go get Pete Buttigieg up. Yeah, good luck. Versus Bernie Sanders, who's a committed pro-Soviet Union Marxist. Huge results coming this week. We are going to have analysis coming. But I'll tell you right now that the people that know in the Democrat Party, they are very, very worried, and they should be. They have serious reason for concern that the Democrat Party has completely betrayed the voters that have been so loyal to them over the last 30 and 40 years. And look, Van Jones actually said it really well. He gave a warning about black voters going for Donald Trump and Donald Trump uh, trying to court those black voters. Let's actually play Van Jones sound right now. What he was saying to African-Americans can be effective. You may not like it. But he mentioned HBCUs. Our black colleges have been struggling for a long time. A bunch of them have gone under. Uh, he threw a lifeline to them uh, in real life, in, in his budget, 
He talked about that. He talked about the criminal justice reform. He talked about opportunity zones. This school choice, he talked which about is a big issue. Yeah. Listen, wake up. He doesn't have to be effective. Exactly. He has to be yeah, effective yeah, 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 to, to yeah, move yeah, margins at key states. And, and the no. thing about it is, and I think no. that we've we got to wake up, folks. There's a whole bubble thing that goes on. We say, well, he said S-hole nations, therefore all black people are going to hate him forever. That ain't necessarily so. And I think what you're going to see him do is say, you may not like my rhetoric, but look at my results, look at my record to black people. And if he narrow casts that, it's going to be effective. So there is a crisis happening in the Democrat Party, and their solution tends to be the thing they hate the most, Mike Bloomberg. I still think Mike Bloomberg might be the most unappealing person running for the presidency. I don't think that's going to work out for them at all whatsoever. So the economy is roaring. The person who literally came up with the quote, it's the economy stupid, is worried. Chris Matthews, who, who said about Barack Obama, you know what he said about Barack Obama? He gives me a tingle up my leg. I'm not kidding. It's actually what he said. In fact, let's. Uh, Chris Matthews said that. You want to play the clip? Everyone doesn't believe it. They're laughing. Let's play the clip. Chris Matthews, Barack Obama puts a tingle up my leg. I have to tell you, you know, it's, it's part of reporting this case of uh, uh, this election, the feeling most people get when they hear a Barack Obama speech, my, I felt this thrill right. going up my leg. I well, mean, I don't have that too often. Steady. No, seriously. It's a dramatic event. He speaks about America in a way that has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the feeling we have about our country. And, I, and, and that is an objective assessment. So that's actually what he said. Uh, he's even worried. And he says that socialism doesn't, quote, frickin' work. I miss the old Democrat Party, by the way. You know why? Because I love my country more than I love my party. Because under that old Democrat party, it was possible to recover and to survive when they got into power. I'm horrified if these socialists ever get back into power. They are a pro-abortion, open border party. There are huge results coming in this week. We are going to have instant analysis here on the Charlie Kirk Show coming in. President Trump is surging and succeeding. Uh, He is doing better than ever before. Uh, It's been a heck of the week. So 538, which kind of runs odds of who's going to win the nominee, has a graphic that no one uh, has more of a chance to win the Democrat nomination than Warren, Biden, and Buttigieg. So no, quote, no one is literally beating everyone except breadline Bernie at this point. So we're going to keep following this. Please email us your questions, everyone. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Freedom at charliekirk.com. Uh, we have our big campus tour coming up, which will soon be announced. Go to tpusa.com. Turning Point USA, the nation's most important organization fighting on high school and college campuses across the country for freedom and liberty. And go right now, order your copy of MAGA Doctrine. Take out your phone, my upcoming book, MAGA Doctrine, M-A-G-A Doctrine. Uh, type in MAGA Doctrine uh, to Amazon or Collins, You can pre-order at charliekirk.com. Go to charliekirk.com. And again, that's tpusa.com if you guys want to get involved with the most important organization fighting for freedom, liberty, and American exceptionalism on high school and college campuses across the country. Shoot us an email, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much, everybody. We have exciting news. It's official. Our show is now on Spotify and it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to the podcast and joining Spotify allows us to be even more places for you guys to find us. So go to Spotify right now if you guys enjoy it already. If you already listen to music on Spotify, now you can listen to the podcast in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. Go to Spotify, type in the Charlie Kirk Show, press subscribe. Keep listening, everybody. Thanks so much. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. (sighs) Ah. 
take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.